there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers is your home for the French Open. Log in any day of the French Open to receive a 20% profit boost that you can use on any live in play bet on the French Open. Get your free profit boost today and every day at BetRivers.com or the BetRivers app. See the site for full details. All right, so we have to wait a couple of more days, which I'm totally fine with, for Game 1 of the NBA Finals, Paulie. All right, so this is the longest shot on the board that we're talking about for a potential NBA Finals winning team. That's the Boston Celtics. And David Pertimer wrote about this for ESPN Shock. They were 50-1. to the long shot based on preseason odds. They'd be the, the longest shot on the board to win a title in the past 35 years, according to sportsoddshistory.com. Yeah. Which is a very good website. So it's actually, they're the longest team, longest uh, odds on the board since the Warriors. They won it the first time in 2015, sure. which yeah. they were around in Las Vegas. They were around 30 to one, give or take. Hard to be right. Uh, usually chalky with the NBA or maybe the Rockets in 86. Uh, but the, they, the Celtics beat them. I mean, it's hard to, like, maybe the the team that went back-to-back. The Rockets was, in, in the mid-90s? Yeah, they were, I think they were a six seed. They were a six seed six the one year? Yeah. yeah, so it's very hard to find a well, long shot in the NBA. But also, this was like, what, were they 125-1 to one when they were 18-21 and 21 on the season? Uh, I keep going back to when we were at Foxwoods, and we talked to Kendrick Perkins. Because everyone was like, ah, this team, I, you might. They wanted to break up and Brown they, and Tatum. Yeah, yes, they did. Yes, they did. But these guys can't do it anymore, and plus... They kept getting the Eastern Conference Finals and and couldn't get uh, over the hump too. Got the organization so winning Game Seven was huge, and now finally they I think they can come in loose now that they exercise the demons and then this group finally gets to the finals. Oh, especially with a couple of days off here, huge break for that team. Yes, you know our buddies at Prop Swap they have tickets available that were 150 to one. Oh God! So that's how high it actually huh. got at some point. You're probably December and January, um, but th- this is the beauty of the NBA now because this is happening. Uh, more frequently, right? Because for so many years, and this goes all the way back 35 years based on their numbers, but I've said this many, many times on the show, the NBA has been college football for a long, long time. Charles Barkley would come on the first NBA game of the regular season every year and say three teams can win the title. And he was always right. It would be like Spurs, Lakers, or another one team from the East. That's pretty much it. And you could pick one of three teams to win it. And one of those teams would win it every single, that's no fun. I mean, 
the Warriors for a long time with Kevin Durant, they were minus 180 before the season started, and they went on to win. And there was actually probably value in that because mm-hmm. they probably should have been higher. Yeah, this team was like in the 7, they were a 7-8 seed in February. Yeah. I mean, they were. I know it was close, uh, the, the standings, but to, to think you're the 7 or the 8 seed in February, now here you are in the finals. Um, well, another he, thing, too, is what I said earlier. This is going to be big with home court. I'd li- I didn't. I'd like the two three two. I didn't. I'd, I didn't like going back to the two two one one one. But can you get a game in San Francisco where the Warriors are nine and zero in the playoffs? And you're going to probably have to get two, because again, Golden State has won twenty six series, uh, twenty six in a row. They've got a game on the road. So and that's the other thing with Boston about the issues at home too. We were giving away home games. Oh, they were can't do yeah. that. And then what's been the but, sloppy play lately? Yeah. You you cannot now you're playing the big boys now this is it you, for for the title you can't have these just disappearing acts and sloppy play for four or five minute stretches like in games they're up thirteen with two minutes left in the first half of game seven oh boy. and then they going up six bad shots fouling and then well I don't know what that was down the stretch where the Heat have the thirteen to nothing run and Smart takes four straight shots. Well, that's what it was. They're, give, they're giving away. It, it they're was, giving up baskets on, because they don't want to foul. It was Marcus Smart trying to take over late. And by the way, bombing, going bombs away from three point land with 11, 12, 13 seconds on the shot clock. Yeah, you can't. You can't have it's, the you can't have the silly turnovers. Uh, again, there was what was it? Game six. Whatever it was, when when uh, Smart led him in shots, that can't happen. Yep. Tatum and Brown have to get as many looks as possible. But you got to take care of the ball now because the Warriors can bury you, and they're going a huge run, and uh, that'll be all she wrote. I will say this: uh, th- it could, this series could actually be sloppy at times because both teams get like that, very turnover prone. Yeah, uh, the Warriors—that's been a problem for this team now, going back many, many years. Um, and with the Celtics, you know, zero games in the NBA Finals for experience. I think the number is 123 for Golden State. How many they have? So you have home court advantage for Golden State. You have experience. It's completely lopsided here, all tilting towards the Warriors. Uh, and I will tell you that I do. I have future tickets on the Celtics to win the championship. I was betting them during the Bucks, and uh, I think I bet them a couple of times to win the NBA title during the Bucks series and early on against the Heat at two dollars and uh, plus two twenty-five. I don't want to completely overreact to what we just watched, but that was not a good series for the Celtics. They survived a Miami Heat team. That was the one seed for sure, but they were also banged up, and maybe they were disrespected for a reason. Um, I know guys like Aaron Rennie, professional sports bettors, had that team ranked number five in the Eastern Conference for a long time. Now you are playing the big boys here. I'm not nearly as confident on my Celtics futures today that I was no, 10 days ago. That My opinion's flipped, too. I like the Warriors. I just uh, I can, You could say the pressure's off, though, too, and they can come and loose because they, fi- they finally got over the hump and got to the finals. But I think I think you're gonna the finals experience is enormous. I think it's, really it's 132 good, yeah. to nothing. Yeah, in games is, played is that in the, the numbers. Final. 132. I think, okay, I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, I know it was high. Yeah. So uh, six six trips to the finals in eight years, and uh, you know, Horford looks old. Some of those shots in Game Seven weren't even close. By he, Horford or in general? Horford. Yeah, no, he was missing the backboard badly. on yep. some of them. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the supporting cast is going to be big. But if they don't get a game in San Francisco to start, it's going to be difficult because of the, the history here with what Golden State always gets that road game, too. And I think when you look at the series price, uh, I'll ask you in a second what you're going to do. But I think the series price also is with because Clay Thompson played so well down the stretch. Oh, he had three games that like, were... Looked like the old Clay. Yeah, and specifically in Game 5 when they took him out and they beat the Mavericks. Yes. And actually, he was right because he... No, he did get a lot of... Here's the thing. He was getting open three after open three in that game. Will that happen against the Celtics? They have better perimeter defense than the Mavericks did. But he said, I left, I should have had at least 10 threes in this game. He was right. He missed a yep, lot of yep. open threes. Yep, yep. The other thing is health. Williams is hurt. I, that's a big one. He gave him nothing in games. The other one, they, too. They, he, but they, he didn't even play. No, nah, he can't. He and can't then the fourth nothing. quarter, he couldn't play him. Yeah, game six, he went to the locker room. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think, who knows, the time off's going to help. But I don't know what Williams can give you. Horford looks old. Uh, Pritchard didn't play down the stretch. That, they, they, yeah, that stopped, I, they stopped playing him, too. I think that flips on this series. Okay. I think they're going to need him to play because he'll have moments there. But also, don't forget that uh, GP2 could be coming back in this he series. He could be. Yeah. Now, the other thing is the history. This is the only team here, Boston. They're the only team since Kirby came coach that had the winning record against them. They've had their number. They've owned them. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And they've also got, had no Clay, problems. I think Clay missed a bunch of those games. Well, what's, for what it's worth, but yeah, well, okay. But they've also this is the one team that's won in Golden State too, year in year out, over and over and over again. 
Even that team with Kyrie went in there and buried them. Yeah. And they they went to Golden State earlier this year and clubbed them in March. So that that's this is they've had a lot of success against Golden State. But how are you how are you going to play this year? Well, you the dollar when you look at the series price, you can also bet will Golden State have the lead after three games in the series. Well, here's the that's thing. available. Yeah, like I said, uh, I do have future tickets on the Celtics at uh, plus two dollars, plus two twenty five are out there. I, I don't plan on touching it right now, even though I do like the Warriors. I definitely lean towards the Warriors in this series because of what we just talked about. Um, what I need to happen is I would love to have Boston take Game One and then approach it that way. I want to see what the series price would be going into Game 2. Bet the Warriors in Game 1. Probably a pipe dream. I actually thought the send-out, I missed 3. Some books had it 3 right away out here. I thought that was a little bit low for Game 1, didn't you? Humans and I talked about yeah. that yesterday. He made it 4.5. I thought it would be at least 4. Yeah, you're coming off a seven back-to-back 7-game series. Oh, football games. Yes, very physical. Both teams beat the daylights out of each uh-huh. other. Yep. And now here you go with the Warriors, like a good you know stretch of time off. Yeah, they did not play well against the Heat. I'm with you. No, they did not. Uh, I still no. can't believe they lost game six, too. But they were great against Brooklyn. No problem, right? Awesome against Brooklyn. They, they and then were had much mo- the best. Right, had their moments against Milwaukee. But again, Milwaukee didn't have Middleton. And then it was just a weird series against Miami. Yep. And just blowing big leads and falling asleep and silly turnovers and you know the, randomness the, the, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that should have been that series shouldn't have been close against Miami. Yeah, all bit those more, guys are hurt. Some more perspective on this from uh, Sports Odds History on Twitter. Third straight year, a Finals team was thirty to one or higher in the preseason to uh, win the championship. 2019-20 uh, Miami was sixty to one. That was before. Um, I think I get my days mixed up. To reach the championship, to reach it, not to win it. 2020-2021 Phoenix was 40 to 1 and this year Boston 40 to 1 at some spots. From 1984 to 2018, it only happened 3 times. That was it. So again, it was so rare for a team just to get there and now it's happening quite often. The the Raptors thing was nuts. They were 66 to 1 before they got Kawhi. The day they traded him, that moved to 18 to 1. Okay. But I think yeah. that they were yeah. I actually think that they were 20 to 1. Before the playoffs started that year, that's because the Warriors' power rating was to the moon. That was, you so know, it was Milwaukee. So eventually, yeah, when they were winning a thousand games that year, right? Yeah. And the Bucks had them down two games to none in that series. Don't remind me. Yeah. Yes, at a hundred to one that year. Oh boy, that was ridiculous. Uh, on paper, it's a sexy matchup. This is it. No, it is. Yeah, this, this, so. uh, this is a great finals on paper. Uh, win some, lose some is up next. It's been cashing at a very high clip in Game 7s for nearly 20 years. Did it hit again last night? We will tell you coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Back on the program, this is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. Brian Mahoney joins the program now. He's covered the NBA for a long time for the Associated Press. We'll talk some NBA finals with Brian at this time. Uh, Brian, thanks for the, thanks for the uh, spot this morning. How are you today? Hey, guys, how are you? Doing really well, really well. Uh, so your early thoughts with a couple of days to go yet to prepare for game one, I was super high. I don't want to overreact to what we just watched with Boston against Miami, but I was super high on this team, obviously against the Nets as they uh, got past the Bucks. Then it kind of flipped in how they looked against Miami to where I started to like maybe Golden State in this final series. Where are you at early on here with a couple of days to go yet? Yeah, you know, that's kind of a similar description to me, actually. You know, I, I think when Boston plays their best, they're the best team in the NBA with mm-hmm. the amount of things they can do offensively and defensively. But they had a blip in the Miami series, which kind of concerned me, some of the stuff I saw. Uh, and Golden State, I think, has just looked top to bottom, probably more consistent. Yes, uh, the silly turnovers and also the, these these droughts that they go through. I mean, the, in Game 7, to be up 13 with two minutes before halftime, and that gets knocked down to six, and then they almost gave it away at the end when uh, Miami hit them with the big run late. You can't do stuff like this against the Warriors. No, you, you can't. The, the Warriors are, are as good as anyone at, at making you pay for your mistakes. They've been that way for a lot of years now, and, uh, you know, Miami, you know, can't hit the three like the way Golden State can, like really right. you know, no team can. But, you know, Miami could have made a, even a bigger comeback if they could have done that. So, yeah, Boston has to be a lot more locked in than they were at the end of that game, and certainly they were in game six. I mean, that was a, a terrible loss as well. I think they got to clean that stuff up, and then they can win this series. Do you think they were tight? And all these, you did maybe uh, reading the press clippings and also about the, the, the blowing it and not getting past the conference finals and, and making it to the finals and, and the, the Tatum-Brown whole thing there, too. Do you think they, they were tight and now can come in loose here in the finals? I think that can help them, Paulie, certainly. Uh, you know, it's when you go from a team who they were a team in the first round, people thought they could lose against the Nets. And all of a sudden, it goes to Game Six against Miami, and they were, you know, going to kill them. Miami's too hurt, and uh, yes. this is going to be easy, and so on and so forth. Yeah, now they're, you know, considered maybe an underdog at most, a slight favorite to some people. So, yeah, there is some pressure off. I think that could definitely help them. So, uh, Brian, as I was watching the Warriors defeat the Mavericks in that fifth game last week, you know, I'm watching Clay with a ton of open threes, and he talked about it after the game. He's like, look, I left a lot of threes on the court tonight, too. I should have had probably 10 made threes. Overall, Dallas, I mean, they don't have the defenders to take on a team like Golden State. 
I talked about this a lot yesterday. I think the individual defensive play by Boston, they have the personnel to make it look a lot different, though, right? Like, they have the guys that can go out there. And I know Golden State, they got a ton of guys that can kill you. But don't you think Boston can kind of match up a little bit better? And I know they're awesome defensively, but than a team like Dallas did against them? I think I think Boston has better individual defenders than Dallas does. Dallas had a nice de- team defensive right. scheme. Boston Boston has both. They have great individual guys and a good team scheme. Uh, the difference I think will be interesting to me that I'm interested to watch is that Boston's been playing a certain kind of team for a couple rounds with you know great individual ball dominant guys Durant, Giannis, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Now you're looking at Golden State's amazing ball movement you know, spread the ball around, it's going to be an adjustment, I think, for them. I think they can certainly defend it, but it's going to be a different look than what they've seen for the last month and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And also, if Boston can't give away these home games either because, you know, Golden State's likely to get one on the road, and they're going to have to win a couple in San Francisco where the Warriors haven't lost either. No, it's a great point, boy. I mean, they, they have certainly let down a couple times at home, and, you know, credit to them, they find a way to get it back on the road. But uh, Golden State's a different kind of team. You don't want to risk that too many times. Well, I mean, the intangibles overall, not only mm-hmm. the home court, Brian, but also, like, the NBA Finals experience. So how much, based on those two things, uh, how much of an edge would you give Golden State? They have, what, like 130 games played in the Finals? The Celtics have zero? It's a massive difference, and you know sometimes I think it can be overplayed. But when it's that big a difference, I don't think it can. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're looking at what what you know Draymond and Clay and Steph have been through, they've seen every possible thing you can see in an NBA final situation. Boston's seen none of that, so uh, yeah, it's got to be a, a huge advantage. How much it plays in, we'll find out, but certainly you can't ignore it. I don't think. How about the health standpoint? Williams did not look good down the stretch in those last two games against Miami? And also, what are you hearing on Peyton? Yeah, I mean, they, they think there's a, a good chance that he'll be able to play, if, if not early, then at some point in the series. And, yeah, I think it's the, the ultimate factor here with, you know, every time Williams plays, he looks, you know, that team looks great. His energy, his ability to, to, to clog the middle, but he just can't seem to do it every game. And, uh, you know, same thing with Marcus Smart. So I just don't know yep. if Boston can have their best guys at their best level every single game. Yeah. How much playing time do you think Pritchard gets in this series? Because he was, you know, basically not even on the court for the last three games against the Heat. Yeah, and he had played well, I thought, before that. I thought he gave them some some good minutes earlier on, late in the Milwaukee series. Uh, I think he'll get a shot at some point. Uh, you know, that the Golden State just plays so many guys and they move around so much. I think you have to kind of stay fresh against them a little bit. So I think he'll get a shot at some point. Let's see if he can, you know, earn his way to stay out there when he does. Yeah. What have you thought about the officiating so far in the playoffs and how they can t- even game seven, how they're rewarding the flop? And if that plays, if that can help out uh, maybe Boston with uh, how uh, smart plays. I mean, I, I hate it, Paulie. I think everyone does, uh, you know, but it, these guys are so good at it. Uh, you know, Marcus Smart is a tremendous flopper. Uh, Kyle Lowry, I mean, these guys are yep. some of the best I've ever seen at flopping. So uh, I can see why they get the calls, but, I, you know, I hate it. I like to, you know, call me old-fashioned, whatever. I like to see guys get in front and try and turn the defense, the offensive guy. That's that's the way we were taught to play basketball. Guys don't do that anymore, and uh, hopefully it doesn't affect a, a big play, uh, you know, because – you know, it's just it's it's an ugly scene sometimes. Yeah, if um, if Wiggins and Looney, if they each have and play, you know, good ser- a good series here against Boston, do you think the Celtics can win the series still and overcome that? Well, those guys are so key, Mitch, and you know they they played great against Dallas. I mean, we yep. expect it from the veteran guys, but those were you know I thought Wiggins could have at some point been or even Looney the MVP of that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. If those guys play well, yeah. and certainly if Wiggins matches or overplays Jalen Brown, those are a huge advantage for Golden State for sure. I think those guys are you know, they're, they're locked in right now. Do you, do you have a vote for the NBA Finals MVP? Uh, I have. I did last year. It's a good question. It changes year to year. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll figure it out along the way. I'm not certain yet. I couldn't get it wrong last year. It was unanimous for Giannis. Who, who are you picking, and how deep does the series go? I think it goes deep. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I, I would lean, I guess, Golden State based on I think they're a little healthier. I guess if I had to make a pick right now, which is, I guess, what you guys do, I would say I'd say Golden State in seven. Uh, 
But I, I do think it is that close. I'm just not sure if Boston can consistently stay healthy with the, the couple key guys. Yeah. Yeah. That pays plus 325, by the way, the Warriors in seven. What was your reaction and what's the reaction around the league to the Lakers going with Darvin Ham? I think people thought that he was ready for a job and that he was the kind of guy that they needed, uh, some real discipline, uh, you know, a pretty a pretty tough guy. Uh, and I think people overall were, uh, in, you know, like this pick. There were a lot of people who worried about, you know, how much was Phil Jackson meddling, how much was Magic, all these guys, you know, were they going to mess this hiring up? But I think a lot of people think they got it right. Uh, this is a guy who's qualified for the job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens now with obviously Westbrook and the rest of their roster. All right, my friend. Thanks for popping on. Enjoy the series. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, guys. Take care. He there you go. Brian Mahoney covers the NBA for the Associated Press of Brian C. Mahoney on Twitter. And that is staggering the uh, finals experience 123 to nothing. Yeah. And I think, games, but, I, I think yeah. on, if Williams is banged up, then you got to play Tice. Uh, I don't yeah. know what you're going to get. And Wiggins and Looney play well. Yes. I, I really, really, if you told me that right now, it's going to happen. I mean, you'd have to love Golden State. By the way, thanks to Tommy for sending uh, this in. The Celtics point differential in the playoffs. Plus 18 against the Nets. Plus 55 against the Bucks, Plus 37 against the Heat. The sweep was the closest series. They played a seven-game series against the Bucks, and they were a plus 55. I can't get game six out of my head. Oh, can't that was absolutely that. disgusting by Boston. Yep, I know. I couldn't believe what I was watching I in that game. I, yes. Top two defensive teams, at least efficiency, uh, meeting in the finals. First time since the Chicago-Seattle finals. Wow. The Jordan Bulls. Mm. What was that, nine, mid-90s? Got to go back that far. Uh, top two defensive teams meeting in the finals. I do think, now having said Maybe all of this, I the think under. the Celtics can take one of the two first two games in, in San Francisco. I hope you're right. Yes. Uh, you can lay two and a half games with Golden State. That's plus 350. Boy, to take him out in five games. Hey, I know. Mm. Boston minus a game and a half is plus 220. And to lead after three games, Golden State uh, is minus 170. Will Golden State go up two games to one? That's plus 120. Boston to lead the series two games to one is plus 180. Okay. So many different ways to bet this series. We will kick around player props coming up next. I think you'll be surprised which player has gone over this particular number more than his counterparts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. VEASAN Summer Specials here for $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. you got uh, more golf majors coming up. Andy Burks, daily best bets in Major League Baseball. Adam Burks, excuse me, uh, Von Tobel, NBA Finals. Andy McNeil, Stanley Cup Playoffs. Full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bet email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, the live video stream whenever you want. It costs only $39.00. To subscribe through July 31st, sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. It's supposed to be a great finals on paper, but we have just seen the last two rounds awful with blowout city. Yep. You know, and, and Bad other, basketball. Yes, right. The other thing, too, and now it's it's great that the Heat are out between the Lowry. Lowry and Barry. Thank God they're, they're unwatchable. Now, I know Smart does it, too, but what Lowry was doing in that series, with I mean, that foul on Tatum when he never touched him, and Lowry like having a conniption and falling down. Oh, there's one from Smart too. Oh yeah, they have got to stop this. As I tweeted, just don't reward that. I mean, if a guy goes for whether it's uh, 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 getting a pick set on you or getting trying to draw the block charge, when the guy goes flying like he's shot, just don't call him. You know what I would do? I would call it on him, and that will stop. Everyone will stop doing this. I would honestly, in the off season, I would say we're, you're going to get a technical foul if you keep pulling this BS and the stoppages in play. I can't deal with the yeah. replays, the reviews. The block charge is already completely out of control. It has been for 20 years. They can never figure this out. And then you add the flopping to everything, too. I would just tell every single player, if you do this, we're going to go back and replay one time. You're going to get a technical. That's it. And you, <laughs> that, that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And you're going to hurt yeah. your team. So knock it off. Yep. How it's going to be big and the, uh, the supporting cast is going to be huge. How these guys are going to play. What do you get out of a Looney who was great against Dallas? But will that continue against the best defensive team here? And the size of Boston, what do you have with Williams, his health? 
Uh, you know, foul trouble will be big. Oh, they're calling this. I mean, it seems big names are in foul trouble. The other thing, too, Tatum cannot complain if he doesn't get a call. he got to get back on defense. Mm-hmm. He does too much complaining. Don't you think that depth can be a concern all of a sudden for Boston? Yes. Doesn't if it? Robert yes. Williams is not going to be healthy. When well, you're not playing Pritchard. If they can't I mean. play Pritchard. And then all of a sudden, you look at the Warriors, and they get a, maybe a full complement of players. Yeah. And then you have Wiggins playing this well on top of everything else. This is uh, Steve Kerr. Uh, head coach, Golden State, talking about how Wiggins has been so good. I think he's taken a leap in this postseason with his rebounding and his defense. And and I, I think, um, you know, continuity is so important in this, in this league that um, you can't just throw people together and expect it to work. So the, the, the previous, you know, year and – 15 games, whatever it was, you know, two years ago. And then this season, it, it's all led to this point. And um, Wiggs has, has just been a perfect fit. And um, we wouldn't be here without him, that's for sure. His points prop at DK, 16 and a half. The over opened up plus 105 for yep. Andrew Wiggins. He can throw pool in there too. But I don't know. I mean, if you get the Clay Thompson of old and the Clay Thompson that showed up in game five, it's going to be hard for Boston. But I absolutely think they can come in loose because they were expected to beat Miami and they should have beat Miami. I mean, game six was an embarrassment, you're right, and then almost given away in game seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also took on Milwaukee and, and Middleton was hurt. But to the, the, the point you made earlier, uh, and Brian said too, you don't know in and out Williams, smart, smart Williams, who's mm-hmm. in, who's out, and guys missing time. But it was so important that they won that series, number one, because they were a big favorite against Miami and, and laying nine in game six. The other thing, too, is, I mean, you couldn't lose that series again. You, you've been here. so You lost to Miami in the bubble conference finals. You couldn't get past LeBron. You had the Isaiah Thomas team. And that was this was a huge game and series for Bra- the Tatum-Brown tandem as well. They almost blew the game. Yes, they did. With that big lead late in the fourth the two-point quarter. two-point game. Butler's got the open look to win it. Yep. Take the lead. Um, but that, that, I think they can come and loose now that that was – Okay, you can play a little bit of house money that they finally yep. got to the finals now, this particular group. Here's the thing about Clay. I think Thompson is going to have a couple of those games in the series. You, I don't think you can rely on him to go out there and say, hey, Clay, give us seven like you played in game five against Dallas. He's been up and down with his threes and his uh, shot making ability. Plus, he's just like with the step. Just, and you, you can't, this is what you would have to expect coming off the injury. It's kind of who he is at this point. But he is giving him 35 minutes a game so far in the playoffs, averaging yeah. almost 20 points per game. Now, in terms of this overall prop with made threes, DraftKings put up three and a half for each Thompson, Curry, and for Tatum. Would you believe that Curry has four or more threes in four out of his last 10 games? Thompson has made four or more threes in only three out of his last 10 games, and yet Jason Tatum has made four more threes in five out of his last ten games. He's done it more than Curry or Thompson. Yeah. And they're all sitting at three and a half. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested to see all these wait, team totals, because this could be bombs away, this this whole series, right? Oh, for the made, 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 made threes? threes. For, uh, the the play, first, person, first player to make the uh, first three uh, combined for the teams, with which they'll have up at all these places, uh, largest lead prop, because it was 15 and a half for game seven. So how high will that be? Which figures to be because uh, you see the point spreads three and a half for game one. The other will, will it be a sweep over four and a half games is one to ten. Will the series go six? Yes, is one eighty five. The double will Golden State win game one in the series is plus one hundred five. Boston's plus two fifty. I mean to lead after three games. The exact outcome. Uh, the the outcome after three games. Lane a great game and a half, taking a game and a half, laying two and a half games, taking two and a half games. This is great. Who's the best player in the series? Uh, I think it's Curry. I think you got to go Steph yeah. Curry. So cause for concern with Tatum at times. Yeah. I don't want to. A couple, couple, couple dog games he's had in there. Yep. I thought going into the Miami series, Tatum was going to yeah. be the best player on the court. He I was know. the finals MVP. You could have made a case for, look, Tim Bontemps voted Jimmy Butler. I have no problem with that. I would have voted for Butler, too. Yeah, Butler. He probably yes. deserved it. Yep. You can absolutely make a case for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Luka was going to be the best player in the series against Golden State. Now, his points, that was awesome. Uh, I'd probably say he might have been the best player in that series. Curry was the uh, you know MVP of that. But as Brian Mahoney said, I thought Looney and Wiggins had a great case to win the MVP. I just hope that 
if if somebody else deserves it here on either winning side, I hope the voters are not lazy and just say, yeah, Tatum's got to be the guy or Curry's got to be the guy if other players have a case. If a Wiggins has a case or a Looney has a case, then give him the vote. You don't have to, by default, give it to a guy like Curry. And yes, it's because I'm not betting on him to win the finals MVP or Tatum. But you can't just, you can't go in thinking that, I, you know, he's going to be the MVP if they win the series. You got you to gotta watch the whole thing unfold. Good, another good point by my Mahoney as well. And I also think it again, tied into tempo about it's hard to play against Golden State because there's so much movement. Well, you didn't really see that with the Nets. And it's more bang you down Isolation. low. Yeah, bang you down low with Freak. Uh, what what Durant was doing, although they did an excellent job defending him. And then Miami was also same thing with uh, with Butler, where it was just one guy. Here it's a whole team, and there's so many guys you have to worry about and beautiful ball movement. I also read a good breakdown on what the Celtics need to do defensively. I'm sorry, when they have the ball on offense and going against Golden State's defense, they need to obviously target and hunt Steph Curry. We all know this. But people have pointed out that Steve Kerr and the defensive coaches for Golden State, they're so good. They immediately find ways to get Curry off the ball defensively, and they can rotate other players. So this is going to be a lot of Tatum and Brown when they have the ball. Oh, that's interesting. And can, can, you, can you trust Tatum? Or I'm sorry, yeah. can, you, can you trust Jalen Brown when he has the ball? No. They were, Kevin O'Connor mentioned that several times from the ringer. They were doing way too much of that in the last two series. Just run your offense. You're just so, so, so worried about hunting and finding the mismatch. And, right. and then you, 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 you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. And then you, you can't get into things till five, six seconds left on the shot clock. Right, right. Just go. Run your offense. Sure, Too sure. much hunting. Too much of that. Yeah, I I That was a good observation by you. Yeah, and I, I do honestly think that Pritchard's going to have to play more in this series. Yeah, I agree. There's a spot here where maybe he can find his open three, and, get and him the ball. You, and how big of a role is Grant Williams going to play? Yeah, that's, that's another one. Total X factor in the series. Oh, but that did not look good for William Robert Williams the last two games. Not good at all. Yeah, I mean... And Horford, either. Which game was I, I just it? think that's it's too many games for the old man. It's a lot. Seven games. Seven games series, old. right. And, and by the way, again... For what it's worth, those were it was a meat grinder in each series yeah. to go through what they had to go through against Milwaukee and yes, Miami to get here. Physical. Very much so. Schedule helps them out though. Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday. Yeah, first five games. I thought, well, I, they caught a huge break here by that series ending on Sunday night, and now they get a big cushion until Thursday. I would have right loved Golden State if the game was tonight. If they had one game in, in between, had played Sunday night in Miami, had got to play game one tonight, oh, come on. The number would not have been where I don't think that would have been baked into the number, I think. But uh, So they got back to Boston in the wee hours yesterday, and now they got to go yeah. all the way across well, the country. Uh, they have not played well at home here lately, and you're going to have to get two in the Bay because of this 26 in a row thing. Probably. It was ridiculous. Probably, which they can do, but uh, that, it's easier tough, said than yeah, done. Yeah, tough ask, but that's... And it comes down to experience. So I think okay. that, that's a big deal. I mean, 123 yeah. to nothing. And they've been to six finals in the last eight years. Yeah. Don't you wish it was still 2-3-2? I like 2-3-2. So do I. Finals. Never had a problem with 2-3-2. Yeah, I know the media did as well yeah. with the travel. Up next, NHL with Dennis Bernstein. Are we getting a chalky Stanley Cup final? Or are the dogs live? We'll ask him coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. You're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams. Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. All right, here we go. Good fun. Dennis Bernstein, fourthperiod.com. Sirius XM Radio as well to preview the conference finals. We start tonight in the West with Edmonton and Colorado. Great. Thanks for the time, Dennis, and getting up early. You, you nailed Edmonton and Calgary. That would be a wild, high-scoring series. Do you see the same thing here with Colorado and Edmonton? We open with a total of, of seven tonight. Paulie, did, did you lose a bet? Is that why you're wearing that jersey? Like, what? Edmonton Oilers? What are you, really? Oh, um, what's the problem? What? Come on. Gretzky. My idol, Gretzky. Uh, yes, I expect a high-scoring series. Because I don't really trust both of these goaltenders. Mm. Mike Smith, at times, is really good. But he hasn't faced a team like the Colorado Avalanche. And Darcy Kemper's been good enough. He hasn't stolen games. So, to me, it, it's a tough one. I mean, here's the difference between the first two rounds for Edmonton. And I think they're both live dogs. Yeah. I did a little pre-talk with uh, Mitch last night. I think they're both live dogs in the series. But here's the one X factor Colorado has that Edmonton hasn't faced. In the first two rounds, they faced the Kings and they faced Calgary. Neither team has a dynamic player like Kale McCarr on defense. That's the difference. They're going to have to defend Kale McCarr, who's been otherworldly for this team. So to me, that's the key. Can Edmonton find enough defense to stop a guy like Kale McCarr? The guys up front are going to score. But the question is, is Kale McCarr going to go crazy have, you know, 12 or 13 points in the series. If he does, it's going to be a short series. But I think Edmonton's absolutely has a puncher's chance. They, they've 
they proved the Davers wrong. The first two series, a lot of people picked LA. Yep. Most of the people, ours of the fourth period, we all picked Calgary. So to me, why not Edmonton at this point in time? But Mike Smith has to be on his game. He can't give up bad goals. But to me, they have a puncher's chance. I'm really interested to see game one because they have had time off uh, Colorado. So to me, Edmonton's opportunity to steal game one in Denver and go back to Edmonton at least 1-1 is there tonight. Well, he, here's the beauty of this, right, for the Oilers. It's not right now, Dennis. It's not just McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. No, it, no. Zach Hyman was great in the last round. Evander Kane's been a monster the entire playoffs. So to me, that's it. Even Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a really solid game. So it, it's not two guys against twenty. Maybe it's four or five guys. But those four or five guys have been great, Mitch. They really have been great. They they silenced all the doubters. The crowds. I was in Edmonton at Rogers Place for a couple of games. That it's been crazy up. Like, so there's a great home ice advantage. So to me, yes, they, they should be decided on dogs in this series. But don't discount them. Don't think it's going to be a four or five game series. This is going to be difficult for, for Colorado because Colorado, hey, they finally got over the hump. I was worried, Mitch, for, for Colorado in game five against when they blew game five. Yes. Home, oh, they're going to go to St. Louis. They're going to lose game six. Game seven's a toss up. So to me, they showed some gumption. They showed some heart. Um, they are the better team, but they have to go out there and win these games. It's not going to be a walkover to Colorado Avalanche to get to the cup final. Well, yeah, good point that they blew the three-goal lead, 5-0 uh, and on the playoffs in the road, too. But also in that closing win in St. Louis, the third and fourth line played well. Do you expect that to continue? That was a shot in the arm. Yeah, and that's a big. that would be a big advantage for Colorado. If they beat them on the bottom six, which they can. They have better players on the bottom six. That's why they, they're the favorites, Paulie. That's why they were the second-best team next to, Colorado, to Florida in, in the NHL this season. But look what happened to Florida. Like, you have to execute. You can't make mistakes. You can't take dumb penalties. And that's the one thing. If Colorado's going to take penalties against Edmonton, they're going to open the door wide open for the Oilers to go to the Stanley Cup final. That's the one thing. Special teams. Mm -hmm. Look, if Connor McDavid's coming in on a two-on-one, you got to take a penalty, a hook, or a slash to stop a scoring chance, that's great. But neutral zone, offensive zone penalties, Colorado cannot do that because, again, Darcy Kemper's been good enough, but he's not going to steal you serious like the East Eastern teams will. Like Vasilevsky and Shostorkin can steal games. I haven't seen Darcy Kemper steal games. He's been good enough. He's been better than Grubauer. But to me, he's not a guy that's going to carry this team to a championship. Yeah. Uh, the ultimate dream scenario here for the NHL doesn't mean it's going to happen but I want you uh, to tell the audience what you told me last night, how, how this, if it could unfold like this, I mean, Batman and everybody else would be like doing, you know, backflips. ESPN would like nothing better than Connor McDavid playing Stanley Cup final games at Madison Square Garden. I wouldn't like anything better, I think, Mitch, to be honest with you. I mean, that's, that's the number one scenario, to have the ultimate player, the best player without question in this sport, playing at Madison Square Garden on Broadway Stanley Cup final games. Does it mean it's going to happen? Does it mean it's fixed with respect to the league? No, of course not. They're, they're the two underdogs, the decided underdogs. But, yeah, that would be just amazing. I think that would be just the ratings would be – and the ratings have been great. The games have been great. You can't compare the NBA playoffs to the Stanley Cup playoffs, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just There's no comparison right now. So, to me, that would be the ultimate win for this league. And not for nothing, ESPN and TNT have been great. Yeah, they've been bumped in the road. With respect to the coverage, it's been great for this league. So much more exposure. The pregame shows have been great. So to me, yeah, Mitch, that would be the ultimate. Conor McDavid playing Stanley Cup final games at Madison Square Garden. So the West figures to be uh, six four games every night, uh, maybe seven five. Do you expect the East to be two one three two games with the, with the two goalies? Yeah, Paulie. If you look at the three game set, and the Rangers did win all three games. So Brian Elliott played one game. The uh, Lightning were banged up. Here's the question, Paulie: How much rust? This, the Lightning have. Why, by the time they have nine days off now, granted, and they still don't have a brain point. So, but here's the question. And I said this, we, I do videos for the fourth period on Twitter. Here's my question to you, Paulie. Who's going to beat this team? Who's going to beat that goalie? And who's going to beat that coach four games out of seven? And here's the thing. People might say that, oh, maybe Conor McDavid might not win the Hart Trophy because Austin Matthews won. Don't complain about that. Complain about John Cooper not being a finalist for the Jack Adams Award, which is the best coach in the NHL, and complaining that he's never won the trophy. Yeah, he's got great players, but don't tell me he's not the best coach in the league right now. So to me, that's the question. The Rangers are live, Doc. I love the way they won that game last night. 
They closed big time on Carolina last night. They have Sistrook, and he's not going to give up, up a lot. But again, here's the thing with Tampa Bay. Yeah. The last series, they swept Florida, right? And they gave up three goals. And they didn't get a game-winning goal from Kucherov, Hedman, or Stamp. That's how dangerous this team is. And you talk about bottom six, they got guys like Corey Perry, Pat Maroon on the bottom six. Um, they are a very dangerous team. They should be. Look, Paul, is anybody going to be surprised if they do a three-peat here? Absolutely not. Alvarez probably the rightful favorite, but they could easily win the next two rounds. Paul, did you catch that? Did Dennis just break some news on this show? With the what? Did you just tell us that uh, Austin Matthews is going to win the heart? Uh, he might win the heart. Oh, he might oh, he win might the heart. Win. Okay. Okay. I, I, people I, complain that, that Connor McDavid might not win it because Austin, look, Austin had 60 goals at 115-point season. It's going to be a close vote, and he might win it. I, I actually didn't vote for either guy. I voted for Uberdo. But to me, ah. John Cooper never winning New York. Yeah, I, I thought, look, I, I thought Uberdo had a great, great series and a great, um, a great season. He yeah. set the record for left wings for assists. So to me, he was the best player on the best team. But you see what it means in the playoffs. It means nothing. This Vasilevsky thing in closeout games is the most absurd thing I've seen in a long time. The last 10 opportunities to clinch, he's 10-0 with a, a goals against under one. It's ridiculous. Well, Paulie, it's a player that smells it. Like, when he gets in that game, he smells it. Like, he knows that. I'm going to win this game. I'm going to be the difference maker. He had 49 saves yeah. in the closeout game against the, the Florida Panthers, who are a good team. They made them look like, you know, the first round eliminators. They made them look like Tampa Bay looked four years ago when they got beat by Columbus. So, to me, it's just a player who's super focused, who is the best goalie in, and Sestokin is going to win the, the Vesna without question. So, I can mm-hmm. break that news because that, that's a kind of assumptive. But if I had to win one game, a game seven, I'm picking Andre Vesna. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Last seven clinchers, too. Seven and oh, six shutouts. Uh, Edmonton team total, two and a half. Colorado, three and a half. Do you like both over? Yeah, I like both over. Yeah, I think this is going to be okay. a run and gun because you know what? Here's the thing. Calgary wasn't comfortable playing high tempo, and that's why they lost in five games. Colorado will skate with them. They don't care. They'll win a game 6-4. They have the weapons to do that. So to me, okay. yeah, I, I do like that. I, I think that this is going to be up-tempo because they're not afraid. They go, you want to run and gun with us? Let's let's see who the better team is. Could you see a goal in the right off the bat? Goal in the first five minutes plus 165. Oh, yeah, I love those. I, I, I bet a lot of those first 10-minute goals during the regular season, absolutely, you're going to see goals in the first five minutes, absolutely, between those two teams. I think, without question, that's a smart play. How about McDavid, Dreisaitl, and McKinnon? All plus 120, 125 to score a goal tonight. Mm, yeah, why not? For kicks and giggles. I think that all of them score, to score goals, I'm not really sure that's going to work, Paulie. But I think that, you know, I think two to three would probably get it. Once you look at Hyman, the way that he's going right now, yeah. what, what's his number? Do you have it in front of you? Well, he's, fifth, uh, he's 15 to one first goal. Huh. I, didn't, I didn't see what he is to score, period. Guy's on fire lately. Yeah, yeah. Deep series? Deep series or no? Yeah. I think we may have lost no. him. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Dennis, I don't know if you can see us or not, but yeah. all right, pal. FourthPeriod.com, Sirius XM Radio as well. Dennis Bernstein, yeah. follow him on Twitter. Okay. We'll gloss him at the end. Colorado in 5-3-1. to one. Colorado in 6 plus 350. Colorado in 7 plus 380. Edmonton in 7 is 7-1. to one. Edmonton in 6 is plus 750. Uh, BTTS is plus 135 in the first period. Will there be a shutout? 9-1. to one That tonight. would be more than that. But, yeah, both teams to score at least two, two goals is minus 250. Jesus. And a total of seven. And again, oh, the how top, about this? The total here is six and a half over is minus okay. 135. They also have, yep. Uh, Bet Rivers is two first period here. It's one and a half over 180. Mm-hmm. Top two teams, goals per game in the playoffs, meeting in the conference finals, first time since 1989 that that has happened. Edmonton has 52 goals so far in the playoffs, most at this stage since the Rangers in 94, they won the cup. This is, this is responsible for half the hat tricks in the playoffs, too, these two teams. We'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some, coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. A lot going on here. Golf majors. Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA finals, 
And uh, football right around the corner as well. The VEASAN Summer Special is $39. You get everything we have to offer from now to the end of July. And Adam Burke does a great job with the MLB Best Bets. For the full VEASAN experience, you get the daily Best Bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, the live video stream whenever you want it. $39 through July 31st, VEASAN.com slash summer. Paulie, I love this every single year. We talk about it a lot. Uh, I bet it a couple of times. I'm going to... Probably make a couple of bets this year on the alternate win totals uh, here at Circa Sports. And the man in charge of all the numbers is Chris Bennett, sportsbook director here at Circa. Uh, he did it over the weekend. He joins us now on Follow the Money. Chris, good morning. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Chris, are you there? Yeah. Can you okay. hear me? Yep. Got you now. Got you now. Thanks for popping yeah. on. Could you take the audience like behind the scenes a little bit here and us about your process of posting the alternate win totals. And I'll throw a couple of examples at you here just as a reference point. Uh, you use the Chiefs and the Chargers. Their alternate uh, high total is 11 and a half. And the juice you have on it for KC is plus 160. The juice on the Chargers is plus 220. If you want to take it away here and explain how you come up with the numbers on this. So when I'm looking at the alternate uh, regular season win totals for NFL, first of all, what we're doing is we're taking whatever the existing season wins number is and choosing one win higher than that and one win lower than that as the two alternates. And depending on what the price is for the standard season wins numbers, I figure with the 17-game schedule that if the number is somewhere kind of in the middle where the team's expected to be, you know, close to league average, let's just say it was, you know, eight and a half for the season wins that the value of a half win is about 50 cents. If our starting point is around even money. So for simplicity, a team season wins number, and I'll get to the chargers and chiefs, but like the saints are eight and a half flat. So like just completely average right down the middle uh, of possibilities for the season we've got eight and a half minus 110 so in my mind if i'm going to offer nine so before i'm even getting to the nine and a half i think that's worth about 50 cents so that would be nine under minus 160 or eight over minus 160 and then moving in another half win so that we're a full win away from the standard number it's going to be a little bit more because the value of the juice you know it's, it's the percentages, it's not a, a linear relationship. So you got to go a little further out than that. So it's going to be more than like minus 210 going under nine and a half or over minus 210 at seven and a half. And it's, it's really like, it's not super sophisticated, but it's just one of those things that I've developed a feel for and past experience with just how people bet them. Like the, the sharp bettors are going to tell you if the price is wrong and I can just look back at what the numbers closed for last season mm -hmm. and see what the difference was from the standard season wins number to the alternate season wins number. And the market is saying, okay, it's worth about this much. So when we look at the mm -hmm. chargers and chiefs, well, the chiefs are 10 and a half over minus 135, and the chargers are 10 and a half under minus 130. So I'm kind of applying that same rule of 50 cents for the half win. But my starting point is different where chargers and like, okay, 10 and a half under minus 130. That should be like 11, like minus 185 or so. And then another bump to 11 and a half. And that gets me to the minus 260. So it's not perfect. I don't have like an exact price that I'm lining up my 11 and a half to what we're currently offering for the 10 and a half. And same with the Chiefs. Um, but you can see that there's, there's a similar relationship there that, okay, you know, the Chiefs 11.5 under price has to be shorter than the Chargers because, you know, they're minus price over 10.5 and the Chargers are a minus price under 10.5. So not super sophisticated, not perfect. But again, that's most of what our job is here when we're booking. It's like, okay, put out a number that's not horrible. And then the sharp customers will, will bet into it and tell you if it's wrong. And we just got to be smart about uh, making good line moves good after answer. that. Yeah. Can you take us in more all your years doing this in the NFL? 
again, what a, what a, you said, fifty cents, but what a, what a half point, a half win, a, a full win, two what what two wins, what what it's worth in an NFL season. Yeah, so for years, you know, it was a 16-game season, yeah. and mm-hmm. the more games you add, uh, the less valuable uh, each half of a win is. Uh, the distribution of possibilities increases the more games you have. And so, you know, for many years, offering uh, regular season wins and thinking, okay, half of a win is, you know, worth maybe 60 cents. Back then, we had to adjust a year ago to one more game on the schedule and have to say, okay, well, it's, it's worth a little bit less now. And also, you know, you take these standard numbers and as people bet into them, I don't want to offer, you know, a total of eight with the under minus 170. I'd rather just offer seven and a half with whatever the appropriate price is. So you learn that way as well when you're just moving around the standard number where you see what price they're willing to bet under at eight and what price they're willing to bet under at seven and a half. And so without having like a chart or, you know, something that's telling me exactly what the percentages are, because I don't have that. And I know, you know, people could do various statistical analyses and it's a little bit above my pay grade, but you can just like learn from the experience of booking the, okay, they're valuing the half win in the 17 game schedule at about 50 cents. And then you just have to extrapolate and mm-hmm. keep um, pulling that price further away as you get further away from even money. Mm-hmm. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Chris Bennett, our guest. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Bet Chris, sportsbook manager here at Circus Sports. And he put up the alternate win totals in the NFL here uh, over the weekend. Now, We've broken this down like every single summer, and then when the year is over with as well in the NFL, Chris, over the past you know several years, uh, it's a majority of the time that the win totals don't land on the number or within one game. In fact, it lands either below on the alt low or, or goes over the alt high. Um, are these popular here? Do you guys get a lot of, a lot of handle uh, you know, from Sharps, I'm guessing yes, but from the public? Here's what the public likes when it comes to the alternate season win totals. They like the idea of getting a big plus price on something instead of betting something at minus 110. You know, you're going to have to wait minimum of four months for, before you could possibly catch that ticket. And it's just not that exciting to have something that you're waiting on for that long. And it's only like even money. So they definitely like that possibility. The other thing they like is looking at a team and saying, okay, I really don't think they're going to go, you know, over or under this number that's a full win away from the standard number. And they're willing to lay the price in that scenario. And I'd say more often they want to bet under the alternate high of a team that they perceive as bad or over the alternate low of a team that they perceive as good because they like that that cushion, that security of the extra win. Mm. So that's where we see a lot of the interest in the alternate season win totals. And, you know, it's the NFL. It's the most popular market. So we, we want to offer as much as we can when it comes to the, the futures and props. Sure. Chris, uh, great perspective today. Thanks so much. And uh, Dynamite Answers, from uh, your point of view, uh, we appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you. Uh, bet, uh, bet Chris, by the way, on Twitter, at Bet Chris. I, I have the numbers right now. The alternate win totals from the 2020 NFL season. I'll try to find the 2021 season as well. 13 teams went over the alternate number in 2020. 12 teams stayed under. So that's 25 Man. out of 32 teams in 2020 wow. alone that hit the alternate number. Very good. Very good. And Chris Felica always talks about this, too when they do their season preview with, with win totals, he had a good answer, um, Chris, about, you know, what it's, how about college? When you're only talking about 12 games. Exactly right. Because Chris, Chris Felica is always like, you got, if you can, you know, whatever the juice is, whether you're looking at teams with a three, three and a half, whatever, get that down or get, get that to where you want and pay that extra juice. Cause well, that's a huge. To Chris Bennett's point. Absolutely. I mean, now that we have 17 games, yeah. we're getting away from maybe what a half a win used to be worth. Uh, because we do have more games now. And in college, 
with a 12-game schedule, it's it, a half a game is definitely more valuable yeah. than or a full game for sure. And there's big differences, too, in the marketplaces with those college totals. Yeah, I, I love the that they do this. Lesser those teams. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Yeah, you're it also, really is. You're also right, too, about the bottom of the NFC. Oh, God. Atlanta, Chicago, Seattle, Carolina. Yep. Maybe Detroit. Yep. Ooh. I'm looking paper, at that. Rough, rough that, on paper. That's the example I told Chris before the break. I don't like to lay 280 and have it tied up for six months, yeah. but the Lions under seven and a half is minus 280. That team's going to get to eight wins. Man, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, in pocket plays, what we are betting coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.